0: Everybody and it's Sunday again. Hot diggity! And can you believe it? Next weekend is Memorial Weekend. That totally blows my mind. Totally. So next week will be best of. So don't call in. But listen, please listen. And then we only got one week. Well, next uh, June first, my daughter and the four grandkids are going to be heading back to Alaska. I can't believe they've been here three weeks. It kind of
1: went by fast. The first like... week was
0: like snail's pace <laughs> yeah, because we were sure. all trying to get used to each other. And then it was just like, now you just blink and all of a sudden it's another week and it's like, holy moly. And of course, you know, before they come, oh, we're going to get this and do that and we're going to do this. And then, we, you know, we haven't. And then all of a sudden they're leaving. You now what? You try to shove it all into. Yes, <laughs> crazy. Yesterday we did do one thing because it was nice out. We've got a, quite a bit of hills at our place. And we took this giant uh, plastic, like a tarp, but it wasn't as smooth as a tarp. Okay. And we made our own slip and slide. And the boys uh, wow. slipped and slid <laughs> from <laughs> about 11 to about 5. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yes. Perfect uh, weather. Oh, it was oh, it so was. hot. <laughs> and what you know, it was where you were sitting, where we had to thing, there was a really nice breeze. Mm. So it didn't seem as sticky. Now, this morning when I did chores seemed really sticky. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the wind kicked up. And then I think it was just a change. And then now it's actually nice, nice. It's you know, it was very really nice hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this morning it was crazy. But anyway, so so hopefully you guys got great questions. We got Dr. Jessica Levy on today, and uh, so if you got any vet questions, because next week since we're not going to be here, then she's always here on the last Sundays, and uh, she's kind enough to come out uh, or be. No, she's not here yet. Um, I, I've got to check the protocol when we can have guests. I, I'm not sure on that, and so yeah, it'll be nice to have her back in the studio, and hopefully we'll get back to somewhat of a new norm. So. Anyway, so hopefully if you got some questions for Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, this is vet questions here. So, you know, uh, it'd be, you can't get much better than listening to Dr. Jess. So give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. And also you can give, uh, right now we got her on the line. We'll bring her up in a minute here, uh, or second actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so try to keep the questions directed to Dr. Levy right now since we've got her. I don't want everybody to, you know, I don't want to have to take a her whole afternoon, where there's just a call here and there. So, if you because hopefully, uh, we you know, she's a busy lady, so we don't want to take up all the time. So, give a holler now, 651 641 1071. If you have a whole a vet question for a holistic vet, speaking of the grand lady herself, Dr. Jessica Levy, hello, 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 hey, hey, hey. And I just found out that I had called Dr. Jess this morning and um, apparently my phone's, you can't call in. I was wondering why the phone was so quiet. I'm just kind of like, hmm, I wonder how long that's been going on. So anyway, so I appreciate you taking the time to stop by, or not stop by, actually, park it in your place. <laughs> so how's life been treating you? Pretty good. Good. So is uh, good. getting lots of animals coming through? Yeah, always. Hey, always? always? All right. Dogs and cats. Dogs and cats. What seems to be the main theme or thread so far this year? Anything in particular? Um, There's
2: always something different. You know, we always get a lot of allergy cases. So all the itchy dogs and dogs who give themselves hot spots and dogs who lick their feet.
0: And so what do we do?
2: Uh, We change their diet. We put them on supplements. We give them homeopathic remedies. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, there is, I put on my Facebook, Katie Kane on Facebook page a couple of weeks or maybe a week ago, that, that uh, you know, the belly of the dog, you know, like by, by the privates, there is like a lot of bug bites on it that look like, you know, like cherry red. Yeah. And like kind of a ring around the outside, not, you know, so that like gnat bites. Yeah. Okay. And so what what can, if your dog got gnat bites like that, is there anything special that you can?
2: Don't let them go lay on the ground, don't let them no, I mean that's they're they're temporary they don't they don't last long, they don't bother them
0: so there's nothing we there's nothing we can put on it to, if they're as long as they're leaving it alone, it's fine
2: yeah, I don't think you need to put anything on it okay, okay,
0: okay, we got some calls for you, so let's bring them up okay what do you first who do you got hope first Oh today's hopes last day, Dr. Jess. Oh no! Yes, yes, today's her last day. She's she's gonna be a free woman now on the weekends. On the
1: weekends,
2: yes, it's gonna yeah. be a whole new world.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about that. The whole new world. I think there's possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your your first
2: weekend off is gonna be a good one too. Oh yes. 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 Nice long weekend. No, I know. No kidding. Yeah, Thank and you. she's
0: moving too. So yeah,
2: I know. She's It'll got a lot busy. of
0: uh, irons in the fire here. Okay, okay who's good, up to, Who's up first? Yes, we have Penny, and she has a question about us uh, using CBD oil on her cat. Okay. Hi, Penny. How you doing? Hi, good. Good, good. I
1: have a recently rescued cat who is quite skittish, and I have heard people have success using CBD with their cat to make them relax. I wonder what um, you would say
2: about that.
0: What's your thoughts, Dr. Jess?
2: Uh, you know, I, I really I don't know very much about CBD in animals. I've never tried it. Um so uh, if you have the time, I would suggest call up to Canine Crossing and uh, talk to Courtney. Courtney? Who is it? Yeah. Courtney
0: at Canine me. Crossing.
2: Canine Crossing is the pet food store oh. in Andover uh, where my office happens to be. And one of their employees is a woman named Courtney. And she um, she's the one who talks to all the reps. And she knows between all the CBD products and how they're best used and what works better than what, etc. Okay. Great. I was but, but I to think, get... too, like with cats, um, you know, the secret is time, time and patience and giving them a place to hide. Yeah. Okay. Um, so cool. but I recently was given another cat. So don't run up yeah. your house because oh, it could well, hide someplace and you might never find it. Yeah, you're cutting out there, so, Jess. So. Oh, Sorry.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah, because I, I, now I've, uh, I sat my Sally and my cat with a K were feral cats, all right. And so if you just take your time with them and don't rush them, the more you go after them, the more they want to go hide. And seeing how I kind of got the feral cats, you know, to kind of come around is you know give them, a, uh, give them about you know once they we kind of discovered each other, <laughs> you know, get a place to eat, for them to eat, and then eventually what I did is I would sit. Uh, And then, um, you know, a little bit away, maybe 10 feet away from it. And then eventually they would come out and eat. You know what I mean? And eventually I would get the chair closer and closer. And then what I would do is when they're eating, I just kind of take one thing. Once you can touch them once, then they seem to warm up quicker. But the more, like I say, you go after to try to tame the cat down, to try to hold it in your lap, the more you're going to push it away. So allow it to come to you, not you go to it.
1: Well, she's actually quite um warmed up to us oh but good if anybody else comes in the house okay she hisses and <laughs> yeah and wants to go on the attack so i was just thinking if there was something we could do to get her to calm down with others might be helpful say dr
0: levy is there anything like um in Bach flowers you know like from present moments at all that might be for cats like that or not
2: yeah you could always use rescue remedy Okay. Rescue Remedy oh. is probably easy, the easiest thing. You can buy it at any health food store, um, you know, like co-ops or Whole Foods or whatever. And I would get the Human Rescue Remedy. So it has alcohol in it as a preservative. But you just put a drop in the cat's water bowl every day.
3: Okay. And
2: over time, it will help them feel calmer. Oh, Rescue Remedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I, and one Yeah, there's, there's only... Yeah, there's only one version of Rescue Rebelly, and every every health food store will have it.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
2: Now, how many cats
0: do you have? Is this the only one?
1: Yes, and it's kind of an odd situation. The cat was going to be given up to the Humane Society, so my granddaughter said, I'll take the cat to the dorm if the cat can come to your house, Grandma, ah. during vacation. <laughs> So the cat has gone from the dorm and now to my house now that school is over. And so um, we're just trying to all get used to her. And we have a family member who comes in the house, and she just goes ballistic. And the only thing we can think of is she maybe smells that he has dogs.
2: Does that sound accurate? Uh And And I would also remember hissing is a defensive maneuver on the cat's part. So you know cats will hiss to try to drive something away that they're afraid of. Yeah. Well, she
1: actually has gone after him oh, to wow. attack him. And it's
2: been a while.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. So she she goes quite on the defense about it and wow. somebody suggested maybe letting her be up higher if you know he's going to be coming over and put her up in her cat tree she might feel a little
0: bit more comfortable. You know, yeah,
2: Doctor Levy. Or what put, about put the uh, cat like, in a separate room and close the door? Yeah, yeah. close the
0: door. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also, what about like maybe taking an article of clothing, like a T-shirt that guy wears, and then like put it some by where she would like seems to like to lay. I, you know, that works for dogs. They, would, would it work yeah, for cats? I, I think
2: I think the cat might find someplace else to
0: hang out. Oh, okay. Well, I oh. just thought if he, she recognized, you know, yeah. get used to a desensitizer. I was thinking.
2: Ah. Well, it's interesting. One, one seminar that I went to, the, the, the vet who was do, holding the seminar was doing research on cats. Uh, so cats were his research subjects. And then, and then he, he decided that he wanted the cats to be, like, super calm because they had to have blood drawn, they had to be handled. But he didn't want their stress to affect the results. So he did a bunch of research into what bothers cats specifically okay um and so cats are bothered by uh fluorescent light dogs people uh certain odors for sure cigarette smoke uh perfume at not having a place to hide you know all these things kind of oh
0: okay you're you're breaking up again No, that that is that yeah not a place to hide that's huge
2: Don't know what to tell you. My phone's as bad as yours. Ah.
0: (laughs) Okay, hold that thought. we got to run to break, so hold on. Uh, Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let's see. What do we got here? All right. Why do bees go to the barber? Why do bees go to the barber? We'll be back. Thank you for staying with us. Hey, lines are open for, if you got a vet question for Holistic Vet, Dr. Jessica Levy, 651-641-1071. So give a holler. Okay, where to, how do you, let's see, why did the bee go to the barber? Um, needed a buzz.
3: Yes! Okay. Oh,
0: he, wanted, oh, wow. he wanted a buzz cut.
3: <laughs> buzz
2: cut. He wanted a buzz cut. Look at you! Woo! Boy, what are you
0: going to do without all these goofy know, uh, jokes, know. you know? The, I was going to try to find, I, I thought of it at two last of a minute, I was going to get you a couple of these books so you oh, wouldn't feel yes. lonely, why not? Be, now you can make everybody uh, else are, do some yes, when I'm with my friends on the weekends. There you go, Ugh. there you go. Uh, i the, remember the, some. Yeah, the gal with the CD, <laughs> CBD oil. Uh, hung up. So uh, the the big thing there is, is uh, there's so many different people don't realize with CBD oils and such like that. There's a huge difference. I mean, if you pay, you know, twelve dollars for this bottle, and then there's another bottle the same size as thirty dollars. There's a reason, and so that's why people need to do your homework about and uh, CBD oil. What constitutes a good CBD oil and such like that, and why there is the price difference. Uh, that's huge, and so and I do know that some people have been using it for uh, dogs with anxiety and have had some some luck with with that. And I know a lot of humans that have used it and are having luck with that too. We you know as far as some of the stuff that they were not anxiety but just aches and pains and stuff like that. So and I'm learning more about it, but I'm still not versed enough on it to like discuss it discuss it (laughs) so anyway but um uh, we had another caller but apparently something she had to go but uh that had a diabetic dog we don't know her question but i think we've talked about this before between dogs and cats diabetic right away they want to put them on processed foods and such like that what is it's better for dogs and cats with diabetic what kind of diet is best for them
2: I, I always go with the raw food diet okay. for diabetics. Okay. Um, I think, you know, dogs and cats are carnivores. They're not made to eat carbohydrates or right. to digest carbohydrates. And so I think having carbohydrates in the diet makes diabetes a lot more difficult to manage.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that one. I'm They're, not even a vet.
2: <laughs> yeah, like most, most of the recommendations that you see for uh, diabetic dogs particularly are kind of based on whatever the recommendations are for diabetic humans.
3: Oh really? But
2: yeah. But people well, they talk about, you know, this many grams of carbohydrates and this many grams of whatever, but humans and dogs are very different.
3: Uh-huh. Um,
2: I have dogs are carnivores and I don't know what people are supposed to eat. Or human people. Uh-huh. Um, so okay. you know, and, and I don't I don't even know what the recommendations for um humans are based on. Okay. Um so I would I would go raw like step one because it would make uh, it would make the diabetes a lot easier to manage.
0: All right, okay, yeah, and I totally because carbs turn into what sugar? Sugar spikes mm-hmm. blood. You know the blood uh, uh, blood exactly. sh- blood sugar. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I don't get that because I know there was a vet on a while uh, ago that uh, was kind of specialized. Oh, this is a long time ago. Uh, that specialized, you know, in uh, cats and diabetic, and even so far as got. Um, some cats, if they were just diagnosed, you know, got them to lose weight and they actually did, could take them off the insulin. They got, because they hadn't been on the insulin that long just by simply right. changing the diet and it was just crazy.
2: So is there a way yeah, to Yeah, catch,
0: catch a unique that way? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to test at home for dogs and cats that are diabetic to check, to test their numbers? Oh, sure. And what, to, uh, what oh, sure. how can you do that?
2: Um, there, there are glucometers that are made for dogs and cats because they're, um, they're a little bit different from humans. Okay. So, uh, it like, say, say you're diabetic and now your dog is diabetic and you want to use your glucometer for the dog, you have to take it into your vet and, um, like run blood sugars at the vet and on your glucometer at the same time to kind of see what the difference is likely to be. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, because they're the glucometers are calibrated and they're calibrated for a specific species. Okay.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting.
2: Uh, yeah, but but a lot of people do that. I think I think the key is though that, um, like in humans, they tend to do tight control of diabetes, and so. Like you would measure your blood sugar, you know, several times a day or, you know, however it works. And then you would give yourself different types of insulin at different times of day, depending on those blood sugar readings. Ah, Uh, But usually in dogs and cats, we're um, shooting for more general control, not such specifically tight control. Okay. And so uh, if you, you know, check the blood sugar and change your dose of insulin, Every day, twice a day, depending on the previous blood sugar reading, I mm-hmm. think that that ends up getting people into trouble. Because uh-huh. I, I have seen people do that. Um, but there's something called the Somogyi reaction. And basically, if you overshoot your insulin by a little bit, if say you give your dog too much insulin or cat okay. a little too much insulin, then what's going to happen? So then the blood sugar is going to drop. Lower than what you want it to. And there's a normal physiologic response, but then you get a spike in blood sugar. So then you check the blood sugar the next time and you're like, oh my gosh, it's even higher. I need to give more. Ah, So you give more insulin, the blood sugar drops even lower, and then it spikes even higher. And you can end up chasing this around and constantly increasing the dose of insulin. And basically, you're already overdosed, and that's why this is happening. Ah. So one time I was doing a shift at the ER, and uh, somebody came in with a dog. It was a Rottweiler. Rottweiler was a big dog, but he was on like 24 units of insulin, which is just astronomical. It's like right there you know that the dog is way overdosed. Uh-huh. So it's helpful to find a vet who has a little bit of experience with diabetics.
0: All right. Okay. That's food for thought. Okay, we got a caller. Who's up? We have Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. How you doing? Hi, Kimberly. Can
3: you hear
0: me? Here we go. Now, are you there?
1: Yes,
0: can you hear me now? There you go. Now, can we hear you now? Yes, we can. All right.
1: Uh, My neighbor's neighbor's dog just um, cut open one of her paws. All right. So I was wondering... um, it seems to me from my from a dog I used to have that you just let it heal itself. Is that right? Because it stops bleeding.
0: How deep is it? Is it a slice or is it a gouge?
1: It's a little slice.
0: Is a slice? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Dr. Je- Dr. Jess.
2: Yeah, feet usually heal up pretty quickly. Um, it can. It can be kind of a pain in the butt to deal with because, of course, they have to walk on their feet. And nice. so um, if there's a yeah. cut in the pad, then every time you step down, your body weight is, like, forcing the cut edges apart from each other. So, um, so it might be helpful to put, um, like, if, you know, you want to walk your dog or something like that. Um, you could uh, make a little bandage, put a TELFA pad over the cut. A TELFA pad, you can buy at any... Um, Pharmacy, any drugstore. It's just a non-stick okay. pad. So you put a Tulsa pad over it and then kind of, you know, wrap it up loosely with uh, an ACE bandage or something like that. But then you definitely want to take that off and let it breathe.
0: What about if uh, 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 liquid
2: bandage? Um, I don't know. Is liquid bandage edible?
0: I don't know right. once it any, dries.
2: Any, anything, you, anything you put on your dog or cat's foot is going to end up in their mouth. So, That's
0: true. That's um, true. Okay, I don't well, know. I don't
2: know.
3: I don't know if I would do that. uh, Okay, hold
0: on. Okay, nope. Hold on to that thought. We'll answer it when we get back, okay? Okay, why did the baker have a rash? Why did the baker have a rash? We'll be right back.
2: My Talk This is...
0: All right, I appreciate it thank you much and what why did the baker have a rash i don't know this one i couldn't think of anything dr jess
2: um i don't know
0: <laughs> because he was making bread from scratch
2: oh oh good goodness. one i was very involved yes
0: <laughs> very involved Okay, I got a question for Doctor Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. Please give a holler. We'll have her here for a little bit. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. And we're going back to Kimberly. She neighbor's dog Taurus Pad. And what do before you we went to break there, Kimberly, what were you asking about? Hello, Kimberly. About the neosporin or something. Can you put neosporin on that, uh, Doctor Levy?
2: Um, I, don't, I also don't think Neosporin is supposed to be taken internally, so oh, okay. I would not. What about Literally, extra virgin coconut oil? On your dog is going to end up in their mouth. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, what and, it,
2: and the odds of the odds of something like that getting infected are really slim. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. So extra virgin coconut right, oil, I mean, oil I mean, would, would dog, that... Dogs
2: would, lick their wounds very effectively. Saliva has, true. you know, antibacterial effects.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, Kimberly, does that help you?
1: Yes, thank
0: you so much. Okay, Kato, you have a great day. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Yeah, that's very true. You know, lick it lick, lick them up and goes into their mouth and uh yeah, that's not supposed to be taken internally. Very wise words there. All right. Um, uh, yeah, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Uh So, Dr. Levy, what about uh, now, uh, everybody's been uh, complaining of humans and, uh, well, dogs haven't been complaining, but about the tick season this year. It seems to be like a lot of ticks. Yeah. So, any kind words about that?
2: Uh, get more chicken. Yeah. Uh, bring, bring back songbirds.
0: There you go. No, I've There's got
2: houses.
0: I, and there you go. Yeah, my I let my ladies out. They go out at 3 o'clock every day. So. <clears throat> but there was I let uh, Jake out up front, my horse, and he w- w- did some nice rolling in that. And he ate a little bit of grass. And then when I go to bring him back, here he's got a tick right up by his eye that was clawing. And I'm like, really? I, had, I haven't split off of myself yet, but now I have to pick him off of him. But anyway, yeah. so, uh, but yes, yeah, so, because everybody reaches for the chemicals in that Soresto collar, there's been 75,000 complaints on the Soresto uh, problems with the dogs who had at it. So try to tell people, please take your Soresto collars off. Uh, not you, take them off your dogs. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and try to do, uh, you know, normal things, not normal things, but uh, diatomaceous earth in a baby sock. And then you zip tie it shut and then like a pat on the back of the neck and the shoulder blades, a pat where the butt and the tail come together, and a pat in the chest. You know, a not you know, you don't want to turn a black dog white. <laughs> what you want is just it's just a pat, and then when the tick or the flea walks through it, it scrapes the shell and dehydrates it, and then they die naturally. So that's a good natural way. Mm-hmm. And so, you got any other tips?
2: Um, people use a lot of essential oils. Okay, and so for that. Um, I recommend whatever essential oils you're thinking about using. Um, you know, you don't have to use the super hot oils. So things like clove and thyme and geranium and eucalyptus, those are very strong oils. Okay. So whatever you're thinking about using, uh, put them out on the floor about one or two feet apart and let your dog sniff them and see what they think. Okay. Okay. Um, If they leave the room, then I would not use essential oils. If there's one that they like, they'll lick the bottle and kind of sniff it a lot and want to hang out with it. And then you can use that one.
0: Oh, nice. Um, And then what am I doing with that oil?
2: You can um, mix it up with either water or fractionated coconut oil to make a spray spray you could put a, a couple of drops into your hand, rub your hands together and then kind of ruffle it through their fur a little bit. Okay. You don't want to saturate them with it So no. if you have uh, like a super short-coated dog, like a Weimaraner or a German Shorthair uh-huh. or, or a Dachshund, um, I would be careful about the amount of spray that you use. You you kind of want to get it on the fur to keep bugs off, but you right. don't want to saturate
3: the fur. Right, right, right.
2: Um, I, I had one of those. I used a product that is um commonly available at uh pet stores pet food stores that is a natural repellent mm-hmm. uh and it's just essential oils in an olive oil base but it's some of these hotter oils like clove and eucalyptus and lemongrass and whatnot and where did you get so, that anyhow-
0: mm-hmm? Where did you get that
2: at a pet store oh okay so yeah. I, w- I was going to do an experiment i was going to put it on my horses to see if it keeps help keep flies off them just i oh. was just curious Oh, okay. So, for one thing, of course, you know, my horses didn't want me getting near them with this stuff. So, I uh, finally trapped one of the horses. Uh, and in the process of putting this stuff, I was just trying to put it on her neck, like underneath her mane. Yeah. In the process of putting it on her neck, I somehow bent the nozzle and managed to shoot myself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, I was wearing glasses that day because it burnt my skin. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, my face, like, so yeah. like it was catching on yeah. fire. Yeah. And and I thought, you know, my gosh, people are it says in the directions on the box to part the fur and put it on your dog's skin. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would be hesitant about doing that. <laughs>
0: wow. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Huh. How we days? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, that, uh, yep. And so, yeah, because ticks, everybody's so, and one thing, everybody's got to remember, tick season is warm days, cool nights warm day days cool nights and then once you get warm days warm nights the ticks start backing off a little bit they're not as busy (laughs) so you got to pay attention to you got to know your enemy is what you got to know so but anyway okay and then um now last week i I was going to talk a little bit about kids and pets you know, kids and, and dogs specifically, because with the grandkids here, uh, I, you know, I'm really happy how they um, interact. You know, now with Adeline, the cat, they're getting a little bit crazy, you know, and she's such a doofus cat. I mean, as far as she's, she's like, follow you all over the place to pick her up, you know, she tolerates a lot. But but the thing is, is that she shouldn't need to tolerate a lot. So now the kids have finally gotten, it only took how many weeks? I mean, grandma on on their back and then putting adeline out of sight out of hands <laughs> but i've taught the kids you know like when you're calm and you're quiet she'll hang around you more and she won't run from you and then the kids automatically want to race after her screaming her and that makes her even run faster away and then like when the chickens run then they go oh, we got so that the big thing with cat our kids is to keep the kids from chasing, and you know, I I was almost ready to get harnesses out for the, for the and put them all in harnesses, and not the animals, the kids, <laughs> but anyway, but no, they've they've been, they've done really really well, and I'm really really happy that you know, they, but it takes a, a lot of energy on the adults to supervise and not just go oh whatever, no, those animals are relying on the adults in the situation, you know, to take care of everybody, the kids and, you know, the animals that they seem to be enthralled upon. But uh, do you have any wise words there, Dr. J- Jessica?
2: You know, I got an email a week or so ago from somebody who, you know, there was some family event and um, the people that had the dog for, I don't know, a year or two, it was a rescue dog, but it was a very young dog mm-hmm. and um, they were shocked because, one of the kids in the family with the dog hugged the dog and got bitten in the face. Ah. And so, of course, you know, one of the adults was raising a fuss. I want this dog out of here right now. Get yeah. rid of the dog. Realistically, that, that's really poor human behavior. Yes. Dogs do not like to be hugged. They dog. do not hug each other. No. That's you put like your human. face near that dog's face, you're running a risk.
0: Right. And that's what, like, when I used to do a lot of appearances, people that were waiting in line to talk to me about their dog and stuff like that, people would come up and just get down right into that dog's face and space, come directly at them, like, oh, I used to have a German Shepherd, or I used to have a little poodle. And, And I, a couple times, you know, just literally stepped in and said, stop. You don't know this animal. The animal doesn't know you. You know, and that's why when Cassandra was smaller, you know, I told her not to hug our dogs, but she was more of a cat. Lover, anyway you know the dogs were kind of she had she loved brandy uh but uh one of our she's a he Brandy was a white chocolate lab mix and she was just a laid-back easygoing dog like yeah whatever and luckily that like i said she cassandra would uh it sit together and pat but but anyway but that's the whole thing though was that i was always paying attention and reminding her not to hug the dog and that's what parents need to do is you got to look at the situation. It's a dog. Dogs are dogs. There's certain things that might trigger things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's, there's a common perception that anybody should be able to pet a dog in any way. Yes. And all dogs should love being petted by all humans at any time.
3: Yep.
2: I had a client who showed me a video of um, her husband petting the dog as the dog was eating. So the dog is eating its food. The husband is petting it quite roughly, like, you know, really kind of scrubbing the dog. Okay. And the dog is eating its food and going... Oh, (laughs) jeez. I thought, okay, that is, like, really annoying. Just let the dog eat its darn food. Yes, yes. Do not bother animals while they're eating. It's kind of like, I don't want to eat my dinner and have somebody constantly pat me on the back or rub my shoulders at the same time. I just want to eat my
0: food. Right, and a lot of people... Uh, think that they—that's what they have to do to keep the dog from uh, not wanting to. Uh to, so they, w- they won't become food aggressive. You know, pee- you, know you could do anything to mm-hmm. your dog. And there again, there's a, there's a line there. I mean, wait a minute. And then I throw it into the human analysis. Whereas let's say you could be the kindest, most easy, gentlest, laid back person. But when you sit down to eat, if I all of a sudden came up and, you know, started like, you know, putzing with your food and, you know, like, hey, let me have a bite. Or, oh, here, let me move my hands <laughs> on your French fries. I said, what would your thoughts be? That's what you're doing to a dog. When you get into their food, you're not teaching them to be tolerable. If anything, you're teaching them to guard their food and become worse, you know, at when people are around and they're trying to eat. Because my dogs... Yeah,
2: and that's a really good analogy. Dogs do not share their french fries.
0: No, no. (laughs) <laughs> and, and dogs are meant to eat fast you know to gobble it and then you know so nobody else got any hopefully they can have it for a while <laughs> mm-hmm. and also dogs if they eat too much they can go ralph it up bury it and then go back at a later date which sounds great, gross to humans <laughs> but that's the way dogs you know in the wild you know, aka wolves or whatever sometimes survive you know whereas they eat like crazy and then it's like oh and dogs are one of the few I th- I'm not is it the only animal that can recover Regurgitate on on um, commit not command, but you know what I mean at will. Yeah,
2: dogs and cats pretty easily. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, whereas if we ate too much, so uh, yeah, that's... Uh, but yeah, the, the, the biggest thing when people when they people get, call me about food guarding is that number one, if you have multiple dogs, all are fed in kennels, or they're all fed in separate rooms, with doors closed, and so that there isn't. And then the one that seems to be the worst. You know, offender of snapping the food and then running to the other, di- you know, the other dishes. That's the door you open last. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the other bowls are picked up, and then when you get to that one, so when that one runs out to go check out bowls, there's no bowls to be checked. Or you know, that all the bowls have been already been picked up because that's uh, you know, no matter how. Dogs are dogs, and and they get food, they can get, the older they, it seems to me, they get get a little bit more testy around their dish, as far as if there's other dogs that walk by or whatever, you know, they get ready, and so then, what do the owners do? Oh, knock it off, know you be good, you know, you're 10 years old, you've been doing this for all your life, but there comes a point that that probably put the dogs into a lot of stress that the humans don't even worry, or even think about, of trying to guard, eat their dinner, and then guard it. And you know what I mean? That's a lot of stress instead of just sitting back having a couple of French fries or whatever type thing, you know? And so that's why Mm -hmm. people have to leave the dog alone because like most people, they want to do that desensitizing when the dog is eating, put their hand in the dish and such like that. It's like, that's the last thing that you should do. So you got to, sometimes we got to educate the people, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like it's probably setting the dogs up for gastrointestinal problems. And I wonder if that's where you get a lot of the, uh, licking and gulping and weird things that people think are acid reflux symptoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's it kind of like with humans. I mean, if you had like a, a stressful, you know, work dinner where you were supposed to go out and act like everything's fine and smile pleasantly and eat mm-hmm. something, you you would probably have indigestion afterwards if it was a very stressful event.
3: Yeah,
0: no kidding. Okay. We're gonna to run the to break, and then we got to call her when he come back. About what is it? Cat and antibiotics. So don't touch the phone. Okay. What are we gonna do here? Okay. What do you get when you cross a dog and a crab? What do you get when you cross a dog and a crab? We'll be back. Wait that we love and All right. Thank you for night. staying with the Katie K and Show. I greatly appreciate it <clears throat> sharing your Sunday afternoons with me. And today is Hope's last day. So when you do call in, stay. Hasta luego. <laughs> Until we meet again. Yes. Okay, what do you get when you cross a dog and a crab? Um, I don't know. All right. Dr. Jess?
2: <laughs> i got nothing. Oh,
0: I thought for sure with dog breeds, you get it. Doberman? pincer. A Doberman oh. Pinser. <laughs> you cr- when you cross a dog with a crab. A doberman wow. pincher a doberman pincher all right okay we're uh let's take Donna what's up with Donna
3: Hi, hi Donna what's,
0: hi. good Let me turn what's going you up on a little bit here okay
3: I talked to you last Sunday about my twenty one year old cat pumpkin okay, and i she finished her sub q um fluids and her antibiotics and she's on raw rabbit right now and she's begging to be fed nice i know i know it was uh it's awesome uh, but i just thought she, her gut has gone through quite a bit with the antibiotics, and i wondered
0: that she should be on an antibiotic i mean it'd be on a probiotic right the
3: probiotic.
0: I don't know. So, what's what's your question, Dada?
3: Oh yeah, she, she? What what should I do for her care after her antibiotics are done
2: now? Okay, Doctor Jess. I, I agree. I would put her on a probiotic. Okay. I mean, it's, it's you know easy enough to do, especially if she has a good appetite. Um, there's uh, ones that are available that are made specifically for dogs and cats, and you just have to uh, you know tone the dose down a little bit for a cat.
0: Tone it down.
2: Okay, so I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most most of the time, the doses it. on these things they say up to thirty pounds give this much, and you're dealing with a little cat, so okay. I would usually use a pinch. Okay. Okay. And then what you, I
0: like uh, some of the ones I like is VitalPlanet.
2: dot okay. com
0: and then essentials
3: dot com.
2: And if you have one, you take yourself. You can also use it for a dog yeah. or a cat.
3: Yes, I just remembered I have an infant drop, it's organic, and now I just read the label it said to refrigerate after opening, and it hasn't been refrigerated. Uh-oh. Is oh, it well. bad,
2: then?
0: Is it bad, uh-huh. Dr. Jess? Yeah,
2: okay. yeah, I wouldn't use it. Okay. okay. Oh, darn. <laughs> I
0: know.
2: I always, I even, if
0: it, <laughs> even if it doesn't say refrigerated, I always put that kind of stuff in my refrigerator.
3: Yeah, I usually do. Yeah. So. It's, it's such a small bottle I figured it'd get lost in the like <laughs> like the broccoli. <laughs> I put
0: mine in the door. And so I just, uh, you know, it's always in because you, you do very seldom change anything in the door of it, you know, cuz usually that's where the ketchup and the stuff like that. Unlike it doesn't get like the regular refrigerator where things get pushed back and pushed back. So I used to put it in yep. the door at the top, so I just reach up and grab it and we're all set to go. So, but yeah, she's doing I'll, good, though, huh?
3: Where the butter is. But she's doing good now. <laughs> she is just amazing. Oh, I'm um, so happy. I don't know if I need to get her another bag of sub sub Q fluids. Um, he was down to every other day with that because she's was doing better. Okay. But Monday it'll be two days that she hasn't had it.
0: Nice, nice. Keep an eye on it because they can, you know, tanky, you know, pretty quick. So keep an eye on that
3: okay but thank you you, you betcha
0: have a great evening thanks
3: bye-bye
0: <laughs> there you go good uh yeah uh the she called a couple weeks Well, last week a couple weeks but anyway she had an old cat and and do I said, i said get off the the raw i mean get off the the kibble food and get onto the raw and now the cat's coming around isn't that nice Oh, awesome! I know. Good job. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, uh, but the the whole thing is is that with cats, I want to, I I can never reiterate this enough. Uh, everybody that's got cats uh, is that get them off the processed food, get them onto raw. You know, uh, and and I know cats need more taurine than dogs. Is that correct, Doctor Jess? Um, it, it turns out
2: that taurine is an essential amino acid for both cats and dogs, but okay. Cats do seem to have a little bit of an extra need for it. Okay. And somebody told but, me that lamb doesn't have
0: any taurine. That what? Lamb does not have any taurine.
2: Uh, all all meat is very rich in taurine. Okay. 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 Yeah. And so that's why raw food works so well for cats. And sometimes I think with cats, like, you have to kind of find, um, you know, what's the right avenue to get the cat to do or to eat what you want it to. So, like with um, with our friend Susan's kitty, yep. uh, I tried because I've done this with other cats where I've gone from dry food to canned food to raw food, kind of in that succession. So I tried going from dry food to canned food, and she wouldn't have any of the canned food. And it was it was good stuff; it was grain free, had mm-hmm. a bunch of different kinds. Um, so, but it was just you know a non starter, and so I ended up. Um, getting some of the pre-mixed raw food, I think she's eating Stella and chewies now, and it's actually one of their dog versions, okay um, and so I just thawed out an eight ounce patty and started adding small amounts of it like I literally started with like a pencil eraser size amount, mixed that in with her dry food, and it only took about a week.
0: She's eating raw food like a champ. Nice, nice. Yeah, each time you change what cats' diets, boy, you know, even mixing like if you're feeding raw, you want to introduce a different kind of meat, like beef instead of chicken or something, whatever. Sometimes that even you you've got to baby step it into, rotate it in mm-hmm. for, for the cats is what's crazy. But uh, yeah, and, and and like I said, people will just realize, you know, everybody thinks that all cats throw up. That's just what they do. Hairballs left and right. And they don't realize that it has to do with the diet. The cats should not be throwing up, no matter how what old or how old they are. And most of their ha- hairballs stuff is petroleum products, correct? Right.
2: Right. Which is, yeah, basically like all the Vaseline-based products. Vaseline is a petroleum
0: right. product. And so Which t- means
2: nobody nobody should put it in their mouth.
0: <laughs> and I try to tell everybody to, you know, just try it going grain-free can for two weeks and just see the difference in their coat, the litter box, and then them they're not hacking up uh, hairballs. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's- yeah, and for some of these cats, especially, you know, long hair cats, they, they're at kind of a disadvantage because they have to lick themselves in order to groom themselves, and then they've got these long hairs that they're taking off that, right. by necessity, they have to swallow them. And so um, uh, sometimes I'll recommend that people leave out coconut
0: oil. Okay, hold on. We got to run to break mm-hmm. and so you guys got a last chance here to give Dr. Jess a call here and get a question answer. So give a holler 6516411071. And we'll be right back.